Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Good morning, Stock Talkers. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. It's not just Stock Talking, it's Invest Talkers. Invest TikTokers. Invest citizens. Whatever we're going to name each other, blackheads, that's fine. I'm good with that one. Let's talk money. Let's talk retirement issues. That's my goal. My goal isn't to make you the richest person on the planet. I'm not over-promising and under-delivering because you have to execute. My goal is let's get you to retirement where you can have some dignity, where you're not making decisions on your health care based on money, where you're not making decisions on whether or not you can have Christmas with your family based on money, and you're not saying, you know, I'm going to do something that I really never saw myself doing living in a trailer park in Arkansas because you don't have money. I'm not going to ask my you to say cat food tonight or filet mignon. That's my goal. I know a lot of you like cat food. A lot of you like living in trailer parks in Arkansas. I get it. In Arkansas, you can be a dentist and you can have a great job because you only have to clean one tooth per person. Because that's all they got. And that's me trying to be funny, but me also trying to bring a financial concept of what do you want retirement to look like? I'm a failed comedian. We both know that. I'm the Bill Maher of financial stock talk. He was a failed actor, and then he became kind of a biting political hack. And whether you like him or not, he's a failed actor, in my opinion. And I like labeling people. That's another thing about Rob Black. Stock market had a big day yesterday, all major indices in the green. Bitcoin had a rough day playing with $60,000 level. Home Depot had a great day telling you we're still shopping at the Home Depot. Major stock indices ticked higher yesterday. COVID had a big day yesterday. We're seeing the number of Americans with COVID on the rise again. We're still at about 90,000 cases a day. That's too much. We got to get down to 10,000 is, is the thought for us to be like, hey, I just saw someone making love and kissing each other on in the streets of, of, of the subway. We got to get down to those levels and we're like, that's, yeah, that's about right. Right now, it's like, what? You're not wearing a mask in public? So Pfizer had a good COVID day yesterday. It submitted its COVID-19 antiviral pill, which experts say is crucial for ending the pandemic for FDA authorization. You get COVID, you take a pill, you live. Right now, your chances of dying are 11 times higher if you don't have a vaccine. Pill makes it a little bit more of a game changer for those who don't want the vaccine. And that's a good thing. I'm not an anti-vaxxer or not. It's, I'm not into that game of politics. I think it's silly. I've complied and gone along with what society's asked me to do for 10 previous shots. I could add an 11th one to it. And if it kills me, it's going to kill a lot of people too. And I'm okay with that. And if it makes me infertile, I'm okay with that. If it makes me grow a second or third head on my head, that could actually be kind of cool. That could be my shtick with ladies. Hey, ladies, you ever meet a, th- a man with three brains? I know you're saying you're an idiot. Rivian has doubled in value 
this is getting this can't end well. And yet, isn't that what we said about Tesla at one point in time? Rivian makes electric vans and you don't know what they make because they're not making them yet. And it's got the second highest valuation right now in the automaking world. It said, see it, Toyota. Well, it's actually right behind Toyota. So it's Tesla, Toyota, and then Rivian. But it said, see it, Volkswagen, Ford, and GM. Adios. Worth more than you. So far, they have no material revenue. They've delivered a total of 156 of its electric pickup trucks. Volkswagen delivers 10 million vehicles per year. That's pretty shocking to me. It would be like, I don't know. See, this is a bad example, but maybe it's a good example. Mike Tyson. Let's 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 reinvent him and say he goes 50-0 and he never lost a fight in 25 years. And then you see a, a kid on the subway punch someone and saying, I bet that guy could beat Mike Tyson. And you're like, he's 16 years old. He's got pimples. He's got a black head on his head that if it pops, it's going to burst everywhere and people need to cover. People need to be thinking they're at a Gallagher concert with a wa- exploding watermelon and put plastic up. The kid throws a lucky punch. You're like, I bet he could beat Mike Tyson. That's what I see when I see Rivian against Volkswagen and, and Toyota. But I'm smart enough to say, you know what? Electric vehicles are the future. I play along. See, I play along in healthcare and I play along in, if you're crazy enough to do it, fine. I don't need to, but you can do it. The consumer yesterday, we learned, had a great October spending, spending, spending on electronics, on groceries, on brand new cars. Inflation, I see you and I ignore you. I'm going to go spend. Home Depot blew past expectations. Walmart blew past expectations. Although, I'll be honest with you, their their, uh, online commerce was okay. Man, Walmart has really, really tried to be kind of pull off like an Amazon-like feel to its website, and it just can't. I don't know if it's in their DNA. For the record, how many Walmarts have Rob Black been into in his lifetime? I'll give you a second. I'll give you a second. How many Walmarts has Rob Black ever been in in his life? Because I live in big cities. I am not around a lot of Walmarts. I can't tell you what – back where I used to live in San Carlos, I knew where there's a Walmart in Redwood City, but I never went to it. I've been in one Walmart in my whole entire life. Exactly the count, which – for the record, was Sesame Street promoting a vampire, a guy who drinks blood, or was he just a rich guy? Because, you know, he'd be the Count of Monte Cristo, and he'd make bl- delicious breakfast sandwiches. You could be like a Count. like It's kind of like a Duke. It's kind of like a, a poor man's king. But I did love the Count when I was growing up. I didn't like Sesame Street, but I thought the Count was kind of cool. I thought I thought Sesame Street was for for nerds to be honest with you and now they're all like ceos you know the one that got me just crazy on sesame street was snuffleupagus he was like one of those new characters and he just made me think that uh, uh the guy who came up with the muppets just did a lot of cocaine or something because only one person could see Mr. Snuffleupagus. It was Big Bird, and other people couldn't see him. And like, 
that one was weird for me, but I'm totally digressing. Um, other big stories of note, Netflix subscribers spent nearly 149 million hours watching the new Red Notice movie, which again, what we can say about Netflix is they've got the freaking fracking algorithm down. Beautiful woman, man with big muscles, snarky small guy with no muscles, but he's snarky. Netflix keeps making content that isn't all that groundbreaking. And then they do make some stuff that's groundbreaking. The Hollywood stuff that they're producing, that's got Gal Gadot, that's got The Rock in it, the Hollywood stuff sucks. But what they're doing internationally in Spain, internationally in, in Norway, internationally in uh, South Korea, in Japan, some of their shows are really groundbreaking. So they have a weird algorithm. Internationally, I think, is much much more creative than domestically. Red Notice, eh, probably a pretty average film. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. They say 60% of Americans have rethought their career during the pandemic. One man who's still doing the same job, as far as I know, he may have a side hustle going. Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. Talks markets every single day. Starts it in early mornings with page one. Ends it at early part, late part of the day with his big picture on Fridays. Patrick, how are you today? Hey, Rob, I'm doing fine. Thanks. Any any career repositioning for you during the pandemic that I need to know about? <laughs> no, sir. I'm happy to be doing what I've been doing for the last 25 years. Silly question, though. Um, are you a little shocked about some of the labor statistics we're seeing in the past month? Like, I'm now seeing senior citizens are going back to work um, in the employment numbers because it's, there's higher pay and they, they, they wanted higher pay. They were getting higher pay. But it seems like the dynamics are changing heavily. And with 60% of people thinking about career changes, it tells you we may not be staffed up right for hotel leisure. We may not be staffed up right for restaurants. We, and what else is there? The labor pictures changed dramatically for me. Any thoughts on that? Right. I think so. And, you know, when you talk about, say, the hotel and the leisure industry, I mean, you wrote a piece uh, several weeks ago just looking at the quits rate, you know, and you can go down the line of uh, seeing where the higher quits rates were. Um, and the quits rate is basically people who are, are effectively volunteering or uh, leave, to leave their jobs. You know, uh, they're not being forced out. They're just quitting. And you can see where the higher quits rates are as a sign of where the wage inflation pressures are going to be most pronounced. And okay. one of the highest quits rates was in the hospitality industry. Um, and so to your to your broader point, um, there is a lot more attractive pay potential for um, <clears throat> people really of all all demographics, um, you know, and age cohorts. And I think that that's lending to what you're alluding to is, you know, uh, older people coming back into the workforce, perhaps to take advantage of that. But in general, though, uh, you know, the labor force participation rate is still not what it needs to be and still 
somewhat indicative of pent-up wage-based inflation pressures uh, in the making. Now that we're talking about wage-based inflation, we also are – we're getting a lot of confusing thoughts here. Um, Walmart, good quarter. Target, good quarter. Home Depot, good quarter. Lowe's, good quarter. We're seeing a lot of good retail spending even in the front of inflation – even in front of people quitting their jobs, even behind the idea that a lot of the stimulus is behind us, but I guess more is coming with a infrastructure bill, but not as much as the last two years. Um, what do you think about the retail numbers we're seeing? Because to me, they look fantastic with some supply chain, supply side uh, cost margins a little bit worse than expected, but they look pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're very good. Uh, and, you know, it does, I think, point to the idea that, uh, you know, the U.S. consumer for a multitude of reasons, whether you're going, you know, whether we're going to argue that it's, uh, you know, excess savings because of the extra stimulus payments that have been received um, or because of the wealth effect uh, for people who own stocks and homes um, and what have you, uh, are still spending pretty liberally. Um, And while the uh, level of uh, personal savings as a percentage of disposable income has come down some. Um, you know, you're still at a somewhat elevated rate, and there's still uh, a ton of uh, cash sitting in money market funds. So it does show you that there's plenty of, of spending potential still available. And and what the retailers' earnings results are telling us is that consumers are still uh, tolerating uh, price increases now. Of course, Walmart and Target, are, their stocks have reacted negatively in the wake of their good earnings reports because they've, they've said that they're going to basically absorb the inflation pressures to help keep prices down for consumers. And so their investor bases, you know, look at that as a potential uh, hit to profit margins. And so you can see why they might not react favorably to the to that uh, line of thinking. But, in, you know, overall, consumers have been pretty accepting uh, of the price increases, and that's been a a key distinguishing factor here, why the market has uh, traded quite well up to record highs, really, even though you're hearing company after company talk about supply chain pressures and transportation bottlenecks and just higher labor costs, uh, you know, pretty much across the board of higher expenses, uh, because they've been able to offset that really with uh, continued price increases. And, uh, and that could actually be <clears throat> one of the positive surprise factors for 2022, if we get relief on the supply chain front and uh, companies start seeing reduced expenses, yet their prices are sticking, um, then there's potential for some real profit margin surprises there in 2022. With that said, I'm becoming more <laughs> convinced by the strategists that 2022 is going to be an okay year. Like we don't have a lot to fear because we still have historically low interest rates. It's still a lot of positives. Like you said, the, we've raised prices. We've met the retail demand. Uh, but I'm still in the back of my head thinking at some point when interest rates do start to move, that's going to be the killer. That's going to be the one that is so obvious that maybe it's not that obvious anymore. What are you expecting for 2022 or is it too early to, to formulate those ideas? Well, no, I think your, your points are all valid. And I think as a pretty much argued throughout 2021 is that the persistence of low interest rates has been really, um, you know, uh, what the market has traded on and what has been a, a great lever for, for earnings growth um, um, and, and an ability to kind of pay down debt. Um, but it's, 
that would be the inflection point, right? It's not just that inflation or excuse me, that interest rates would potentially go up in 2022. It's it's going to come down to how fast they're going up and why they're going up. Uh, that could be the sources of upset. I think the, the stock market, you know, can tolerate rising interest rates that are a function of an accelerating economy. Um, but where it becomes disruptive and where we've seen a few episodes of this um, is when the rate of change is quick because the market gets anxious about inflation pressures or the Fed being behind the curve and thinking that the Fed has to be more aggressive. And, and so that becomes the risk for 2022. But, uh, you know, forecasts right now continue to call for high single-digit earnings growth in 2022. Uh, and if, you know, as I alluded to just a moment ago, if you can – uh, see some of these price increases stick as costs come down, you could see some potential for, you know, uh, positive surprises on the earnings front that lead to an okay year uh, for the stock market. Uh, but probably have to dial back some of the return expectations, just given how uh, how much uh, has been pulled forward uh, over the last few years here uh, in terms of stock market returns that are predicated on that return to normalcy. So, uh, maybe not seeing a double-digit return right now for, for 2022, but uh, can still make a case for why the market would continue to move modestly higher uh, next year based on earnings growth and possibly the persistence of low interest rates. I always like to give you the last question. What do you want to throw out there? What's intriguing to you right now? What might you be writing about in the near future at briefing.com? Well, I, I think I've given it away uh, okay. in that uh, then thinking a little bit about this idea that, you know, you are starting to hear chatter that, uh, you know, the, the, that we're at the peak level of supply chain pressures and that there could be a moderation now in coming months. Doesn't necessarily mean you get, you know, full improvement, but if you just things get less worse, uh, then that's a good thing. And, um, you know, if these price increases continue to stick for companies and we think that they'll be somewhat reluctant to roll them back other than some isolated cases like the Walmarts and the Targets of the world. Um, then one of the things that's probably not being talked about, I don't think it's being talked about a lot right now, is that potential for a positive surprises on the earnings front in 2022 with the expansion of profit margins or at least the uh, persistence of elevated profit margins uh, because companies have better pricing power and uh, they're getting some relief on the expense side. And this has to be super short. At the same time, even if things go economically well, like we could build the case for, the stock market still could go down. But right now it seems to be leaning the other direction that it still could go up. But that's the funny thing about Wall Street, right? Expect the unexpected. Does that uh, phrase ring true to you? Right. Yeah, you have to expect the unexpected. And there are certainly pockets of excess that you can see right now in the market. And you might see that continued sort of rotation between sectors as the market works through those respective pockets um, in 2022. What do you think about the electric vehicle? Uh, Lucid Motors becoming the second most expensive or uh, highest market cap company in the automotive world behind Tesla, like two companies that didn't exist 20 years ago taking on 10 companies that have existed for 100-plus years. What a perfect segue as we talk about pockets of excess in the market. <laughs> I guess I'll just leave it at that. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. If I don't speak with you next week, have a good Thanksgiving. 
you're a wonderful content provider for the show and everyone appreciates it. It's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com, a reliable source for domestic and international news that you could actually use on economies and investments and my world business. I know you're saying, I thought beauty was your business. No, 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 no. Money and investing is my business. Um, interesting name because it's pretty red out there. And that final question for me where I said, if things line up so that we do spend and there's, you know, it's not the worst end of the world case scenario when interest rates move higher, if they do it slowly, things can still go bad with the market. I was looking at the numbers today and the stories and I'm like, it looks like it has the makings for a good day. But guess what? Markets are down. Stocks dip, drifting below records after targeted lows earnings. We've seen a lot of sell on the news today. Buy on the rumor of good things happening in the economy. Sell on the news that, hey, they're actually happening. Let's start building up another storyline on Wall Street. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. You can find briefing.com at the word briefing.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. It's a perplexing time we live in. It's a perplexing time to invest. Things are at all-time highs, and we've been told ever since we were children. Be careful with things that are all-time highs. You're seeing the infrastructure bill get stupid comments out of Marjorie Taylor Greene like it's communist. And we were built on infrastructure. At one point in time, we had better roads and tunnels and bridges than anywhere else in the world. To use words like communist is just it's, – it's inane. It's banal. It shows a lack of education of like that's the lowest common den- denominator. Oh, you must be a communist. I wish our country could rise above, but we're just too uneducated. It's too easy to fall back on communist. That's silly and it, like it just makes no sense. Medicare Part B costs are soaring. You know, we keep talking about inflation, meat costs, pork costs, bacon, chicken, hamburger, uh, restaurants, uh, Beyond Meat, uh, gas, uh, heating the oil for our homes, jet engine fuel. We keep talking about inflation, home prices, rental prices, everywhere, right? But you're also going to find out Social Security is going to go up a lot in 2022. But so is the cost of your quote-unquote free health care. It's not free. Medicare. It sounds like it's free. When we were kids, we, we were uneducated, like Miss Green. Um, and we had big ideas of what retirement were, and we were wrong. And we'd talk like, one day I'm going to love being in retirement because health care is free. It's not. Medicare, Medicare Part B is $148 a month. But that's going up. It's going to go up to $170 a month. That's a material jump. It's almost $30 a month, which, again, you can do the math. There's 10 months in the year, right? 30. That's 30 times 10. That's 300. But then you add the extra two months that you forgot about because you're just trying to do easy math. So that's 360. That's a material jump. Considering that most people are talking about healthcare costs being tied to the Social Security benefits, as and they think they're free, they're not. They're part of what you're going to pay for in retirement. Hey, you're retired. You don't work for a big company. Here you go. 
And anytime it goes up, you hear old people go, oh, I, 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 my, my Medicare just went up. I'm going to go vote Republican or I'm going to go vote Democrat. Whoever is promising them less Social Security costs. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this all out, right? How do you get to the moon? You don't need an abacus. It's pretty easy. There's something to be tied towards high earners who pay a lot more. Um, figuring out your Medicare costs and your tax taxes in retirement, it's not as easy as you would think. And here's what sucks. In retirement, you're like, oh, I worked my whole life. I, I, I It gets tougher to do your taxes. And here's what sucks is your cognitive ability starts to go down as you get older. So just throw that out there for you, ladies and gentlemen. Your mom and dad, probably not you, are going to pay more for Medicare this year. And the following year, they're not going to pay less. That doesn't happen. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Target, Home Depot, and Walmart all reported earnings out this weekend or this week. And they all did very well. I wish I could say the same thing about Amazon. Amazon is in, uh, their earnings were a little bit marred this quarter by what they it's investment in themselves cost. And they go through that every three to four years where they're like, oh, we're going to plow a lot of money into warehouses. We're going to plow a lot of money into trucks. We're going to plow a lot of money into infrastructure. So it's called an investment year for Amazon. But Target, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, great quarters, fantastic quarters. Now, some of them had some supply chain issues or the margins, the cost of doing business went higher, whether it be the labor or the ability to get big boats delivered to your store. Worthy of note. If you own a home, you're stoked by this next statement. Housing starts fall in October. Building permits increase. So eh, first part you love, the housing starts. But the building permits, you're like, eh, I could have passed on that one, Rob. You just upset me. Building permits means the construction guy, the maintenance guy, the heavy construction light construction guy went down to City Hall and said, yes, Mr. Black says he needs a new swimming pool. Or Mr. Black says he needs a second floor, third floor, fourth floor. Here are the plans. Here's the permits. We're going to build in the future. When I when I, when I I build, I'm going to hire people and I'm going to go out and buy goods from Home Depot and Lowe's. So that, that construction project is a positive. But the housing starts falling and tells you there's just not enough freaking fragging houses in the United States. And why did they fall? Was it weather? What, what was it? Yes, it was weather. Hurricane Ida caused unprecedented flooding and impressed home building in the Northeast. Densely populated South in September. Also had big problems with weather. But they also had big problems building homes with labor shortages and higher prices for raw materials. Last year, lumber surged so much. I'm sorry, that was this year, actually. Earlier this year, lumber surged to the point where we're like filling the, the, the foundation with concrete and then waiting and waiting and waiting. And waiting for both labor as well as uh, 
raw materials to build a home. It's been a squeeze, to say the least. So if you own a home, it's probably going to have a decent 2022. Ooh, Visa's down 5% today. It'll be interesting to see how the airlines handle the holidays with labor issues. Issues is they don't have enough stewardesses and pilots. I don't want my pilot flying too tired. A little bit tired to get me where I want to go. A little bit inconvenient for him, so he misses Christmas. I could be at Christmas on time. But I don't want him too tired. And people need to stop hitting flight attendants. People need to stop fighting with the airport staff because that's pissing me off. I want to be able to fly. You're inconveniencing me. And then they're going to condescend me and go, please don't hit me today. I'm like, I'd never hit you. I love you. And then I'm going to break into song. What the world needs now. And I'll get kicked off the plane for being drunk. That's all because people are swinging at flight attendants. Um, Pfizer CFO is going to retire after 15 years at the company. The CFO. Now, this is kind of important. When you invest in publicly traded stocks, you have a management team. And like the San Francisco 49ers have Jed York, son of a billionaire who used to manage the team and gave it to his son. And it's kind of like, here, you go do this, son. I First couple years, Jed York looked like he just wanted to party at, at football games with his buddies from college. You'd see him up in the booth and he'd be like, woo, always partying. Maybe with a red plastic tumbler in his hand. Success or failure starts at the top. And you're like, that would never have happened with Eddie DeBartolo. And that would never have happened under the old 49ers regime. Same thing with the Yankees, Brian Cashman. Same thing with Boston. And you look at Billy Bean in Oakland. Success or failure starts at the top of the owner. And then it starts going to the general manager. The owner you would see is kind of like the chairman of the company. The CEO you'd kind of see as the manager. And you kind of see that management does mean something in sports. It does mean something in investing, too. So Pfizer said their CFO over the last 15 years is going to retire. Now, I don't really care about Pfizer. They're a big pharmaceutical company. I care more about their drug pipeline. What they got coming up next. You can help me lose weight. You can protect me from COVID. You, what do you got next? You got cancer treatments. You got hair growth treatments. I want to know what they're working on. The CFO is important because he could say, you know what? We're going to be really aggressive with our write-offs on technology that we, we find isn't working. Or they can go, well, we're going to give it a couple more years and see where it goes. There's conservative CFOs and there's aggressive CFOs. It's tough to think that the Pfizer CFO is going to make a lot of difference, but it could. So if they get a new CFO that says, like, she's 25 years old. She's never worked in a company before. This is her first job. I'm going to be like, uh-oh. That's a negative sign. Now I need four or five negative signs before I buy something. I need four, uh, four or five signs before I buy. Four or five negative signs before I sell. It could be sales increases. It could be revenues. It could be gross margins. It could be product. But it could also be management. It's safe to say any company that Warren Buffett touches, I'll follow because of his management style. Does that make sense? I think it does because his track record is so good. When you get someone like Billy Bean who consistently can somehow find winning players for Oakland, can't quite get him to the World Series, can't quite get him to the championship, 
But they they put pretty good product on the field every year. For an owner, Lou Wolf, who's considered the cheapest and one of the worst in the business, you go, if Billy Bean were ever to leave, I'd invest in him. And I'd probably sell my stock in Oakland A's because Lou Wolf's going to go cheap or something, right? You can always find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, talking management investing. There's so much to talk about. Year's winding down, and it's been a very good year. If it hasn't been a good year for you, you should consider a portfolio review. EP Wealth Advisors, who I work with, has the financial planners, the financial planning team that can review your portfolio. Drop me an email. Let's start talking. Rob at Rob Black Show. It's Rob at Rob Black Show.com. Find us at Rob Black Show.com. Rob Black Show.com. Out of all the fancy credentials you can have in life, I think experience counts for something. I've been doing this podcast radio show now for over 20 plus years, pretty close to 25. Some of it was times in media I was in short form. Sometimes I was in long form, short form being two or three minute segments. In the news today, giving you headlines in between other people's radio shows. Sometimes it was in long form, like you hear now. The thing I have is experience and the fact that I haven't screwed people over. I've got a pretty good name. If you go Google Rob Black Mistakes, you're not going to find a lot. And I'm the first one to admit a lot of them. Prior medical sciences, about freezing cancers. My dad died of cancer. I got in way over my head. Should never have been talking about investing in medical devices. Very flimsy on my medical device knowledge. So earlier this week when a woman emailed me about natural gas investments, because she hears the headlines, energy costs are up. It's winter, Rob. I, people are going to be cold. They're going to want heat or they're going to die. There'll probably be an Arctic blast. There'll probably be some sort of environmental global warming disaster this winter that'll cause homes to freeze and pipes to burst. And if people don't keep their natural gas on, disaster. And she's right. But I don't know how to play natural gas. I don't know a thing about it. I used to work with a guy that every now and then his market strategy would just be ludicrous and I, I I questioned it in like what do you really know about hard hardline commodities I, I get that you read an article in The Economist me too but you, you kind of sometimes leave yourself wanting for better credentials or you get into an area where you should just shut your mouth I try not to give COVID advice because I'm not a doctor. I feel that we've learned a lot through this pandemic as a society and as a medical field. I hope we have. And I hope we can better apply things in 10, 15, 20 years when it happens again. That's my one of my dreams. When Trump went on a roll of getting judges appointed and Supreme Court judges appointed, Probably his greatest Republican legacy. Not the tax cuts, but the amount of judges he packed in the courts around the country that are conservative. It's ludicrously high compared to other previous presidents. And if again, you're looking for legacy, that's probably the legacy. But one of the things I loved about that was we got to learn about Supreme Court justices and we got to learn like they're appointed for life and wow, you can appoint one who's Catholic and how Catholic is our society today. 
or you can appoint one that is a beer swigger uh, in college who like to, you know, go after girls. And you go, how does that represent the conservative? Like you, you ask questions. I love that. Uh, when you see our Supreme Court have an old Jewish woman who passes away, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and you go, wow, she kind of was a trailblazer in, in law. You go, now how many Jewish women are represented in a country with Supreme Court justices? And, like you ask good questions. I like a little controversy. I think the pandemic did some good things. Not great, but I try not to get it over my head. I try to say uh, financially literate for you and i try not to mislead you black friday sales start this week you know what i don't like about black friday sales i know and you're saying oh wait wait, wait. we're about eight days out of thanksgiving that's right so black friday uh, sales are starting and I'll, i'll be honest with you i agree with art cuban He's probably my my celebrity meme that I'll go to. I've never met the guy. I think he does a nice job of talking financially literate. I don't always agree with the man. I probably wouldn't vote for him to be president without knowing a lot more about him. But I think he makes some great financial quotes. And one of his financial quotes that he threw down was, Americans should take advantage of Black Friday on their big ticket purchases. And if you were to like diffuse that a little bit more, what he's saying is there's no shaming in 30, 40% off things that you spend a lot of money on. So he's not saying, Rob, you should go out and buy a, a Pikachu doll. He's saying, Rob, you should go out and buy a washer, dryer, refrigerator. If you're going to buy one in 2022, buy it at 2021 Black Friday sales. If you're going to get a big mattress, a couch, try to get a discount on it. Because that's how you jump from middle income to slightly better than middle income. That's how you jump from lower income to slightly better than lower income. That's how you give more money to charity when you're a higher earner and money doesn't really matter to you. But when push comes to shove, you're like, eh, I want to give money to charity, but that's a lot of money. And you're like, oh, I can do it because I got a big thing on sale. So here's the thing I don't like about some Black Rider sales. Like Best Buy? I want the 65-inch Sony HDR 8K top-of-the-line internet-connected TV that has a refrigerator in it. And Best Buy is not going to put that on sale this year because everyone else wants it. So what they're going to put on sale is the model that's two models below that, the 60-inch, internet-dilapidated. The doesn't quite have the fridge, but it's got uh, a koozie in it. Eh, I want the fridge. So sometimes I'll buy stuff that I don't really want to buy on Black Friday. Try to not do that. (laughs) I think the phrase that I want to pull out of here is check yourself before you wreck yourself financially. Um, My spouse isn't the best shopper. And I know that. My spouse shopping was a little bit stressful early in our relationship. And I know that and she knows that. I prefer quality that lasts versus quick fixes. We're very different people. 
check yourself before you wreck yourself is the thought that pays. Financially speaking, try to be as smart as you can. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds, like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.